0: Hi everyone, I am Madeleine Black and you are listening to Cut to the Chase.
1: Hello everyone, this is Gregory Proctor. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 18, how to pick up the pieces and move forward. Today we have a special guest, Miss Madeline Black. She's an international speaker, author, psychotherapist. She has an unusual personal story which she decided to share publicly for the first time in September of 2014. She shared her story publicly, opened up many doors in ways that she never imagined. Invitations started to pour in. She she took on parts of TV and interviews, or excuse me, she took on television and radio interviews and has been invited to share her story about being raped, As a teenager in books, schools and events, she's been recognized as a victim of crime and it left her silence for many years, but now found that her voice is intended for all good use. Not just for her, but in so many other ways where she's been able to reach out to others. In March of 18, she won the Amazing Strength Award with the number one magazine, Amazing Women. And in October that same year, she was a patron for Say Women, a Scottish organization which offers safe accommodation and support for young women who are survivors of sexual abuse and rape and who are homeless. As a public speaker, as a TEDx speaker, as an author, as a psychotherapist, she is a storyteller for the Forgiveness Project and has recently been involved with restoring and sharing stories in prison and the author of book and the author of the book unbroken one woman's journey to rebuild a life shattered by violence which was published in 2017. is deeply moved and empowered story that she can discover that life and how a person chooses to recover from adversity and so with our title today how to pick up the pieces and move forward madeline i'd like to give you an opportunity for opening remarks
0: Oh, well, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for that introduction.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it's, uh, it's rather ironic, and I want to share with our audience how honored I truly am. So this is not only the first opportunity that we have a TEDx speaker on uh, Cut to the Chase, but also this is the first time we are recording... Across the Pond. Which oh, well, is that's also, good.
0: <laughs> I'm coming to you from sunny Scotland, maybe not so sunny today.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's just lovely. It's just lovely. We're, we're certainly glad to have you, and let's just jump into our questions. Sure. All right. So, Madeline, if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, what were some of the situations that you have gone through in your past which kind of resonates with our theme, you know, how to pick up the pieces as, as, as everyone knows you, you've struggled through, uh, somewhat of a tumultuous, um, uh, historical past, uh, those things provided some struggles for you, but overall in life, you have been able to find the strength. You've been able to find the compelling compassion inside of you to be able to, to pick up the pieces and move forward. So can you describe to our audience how you were able to do that?
0: Well, I would be very clear from the start and say it's not an overnight fix. You know, I didn't get to this place quickly. It's taken many years, lots of therapy, talking therapy, different types of body therapy, but ultimately it came down to a choice. And for me, my choice uh, was to forgive the two men who gang raped me when I was 13 I never, ever intended to forgive them. It was an idea, a seed that was planted in my mind. And the more I thought about it, the more I just wanted to understand how, you know, these two young guys who weren't really that much older than me, I wanted to know how they knew had to be so violent. And once I took that um, that curiosity on board, it just led to me feeling compassion in my heart towards them. And I realized if I chose to, I could forgive them, which allowed me to let go of all of the anger and hate and revenge that I felt for years. But I'm not really a forgiveness preacher. I don't come on to tell people that you have to forgive in order to heal. I'm very clear that this was how I chose to do it. This was my path. But I still do think that ultimately, you know, it's not about what happens to us that's important, but it's what we do with it. That's what really matters.
1: Excellent. 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 And certainly, uh, you know, our our heart goes out to uh, anyone that has experienced anything like that. It's it's truly a blessing for for those of us that can experience and gain some some insight uh, to to those struggles and be able to kind of be an advocate for promoting awareness so yeah, with regard- well, I
0: realize. Sorry, I realize here yeah, now that that I can speak out. That it's almost like my duty. You know, that, that I feel like I can serve people this way. That it's a responsibility to help people who can't find their voice yet.
1: Right, right. Clearly understand. Clearly understand. So, when you reach that moment in time, as you as you alluded to, you were. You were challenged by not being a person of, of wanting to uh, forgive. You were faced with these challenges, and, and what were the difficulties in the decision-making that you were, you were trying to um, overcome in, in it, the essence?
0: Well, it was at a time when my eldest daughter became 13. so She was the same age that I was when I was gang raped. And i struggled because all that triggered all of my memories and my nightmares and pictures from that event. And my main struggle before I chose forgiveness was denial. I didn't want to believe that this had happened to me. And I thought if it had been that bad, I would remember it. Now as a psychotherapist, I understand, you know, our mind shuts huge traumas off from us and it comes back when we're ready to face it. But in the three years that I went back for therapy, I saw eventually that if I'm not careful, my denial was actually causing more discomfort to my mind than the pictures themselves. I could drive myself crazy. So alongside with the forgiveness, I had to get to a place where I could accept all that was done to me. That doesn't mean that I agree or you know uh, what was done to me, but I had to find a, a way to just go, okay, this is what happened. It's not happening anymore. I am alive. They didn't kill me. I don't believe that I am my body or the things that they did to me. And once I came to a place of acceptance, it was just a lot easier than being filled with hate and rage and revenge. A lot more peaceful.
1: Right. 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 Well, that's that's uh, truly remarkable. Um, so, as as you as you gather your thoughts back then to be able to advance your your mind and like you said, your body in a, in a, in a process to, to heal and recover, uh, were there key attributes or key attributing things that allow for you to kind of focus on the forward momentum, the positive aspects that, that you are trying to achieve to get these things beyond you and, and overcome
0: those. Yeah, well, I think once um, I accepted it, and once I brought forgiveness into my heart, I realized that forgiveness for me was for giving me a better chance. You know, it was really an act of self-love. It was totally self-empowering and it's free, but ultimately it comes down to a choice, a choice that I made. And, you know, I would never wish what happened to me to anyone else, but it, it, I wouldn't undo it now if I could, If I don't know if that makes sense, but because it's taught me a lot. I was so close to being killed that night that it actually has given me huge gratitude for my life. So, you know, being grateful is part of my everyday as well, because I am grateful. I know a lot of women and men aren't as lucky as me. and They will be raped and then killed. So I'm grateful that they didn't kill me, which sounds a bit odd that I'm grateful to them, but they had opportunities and they tried a few times during that night. So yeah, I think gratitude, acceptance, forgiveness—all of these helped for me to get to where I'm at now.
1: Okay, all right, all right, totally, uh, totally understand and, and and can relate. And I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna segue here just just one moment because you, you bring up a very um, you know intriguing point because of the the conscious of choice uh, that you expressed. Um, we all know things that are happening throughout the world in, in, a lot of social uprising that is occurring here in the U S mm-hmm. and that, that conscientious aspect of choice, um, is something that we all have to make. And, you know, by listening to your story, it provides a clear, uh, um, transparency into when you make that choice, you know, just how powerful that choice can be within oneself and the things that I'm relating uh, this to is basically along the lines of as we look at some of the things that are happening in the world today, it's becoming very powerful uh, for, for change. Absolutely. And like you said, you you went through and had to cultivate how you wanted to live your life in, in the future, in the now, in the present and beyond. And so you had to cultivate that change. And I, I just think that that's very, very commendable. Um, And
0: I I also can't be quiet now. You know, it took me a long, long time to find my voice. And I think that kind of does resonate with what's going on. I can't be quiet about things that really disturb me, that things that aren't right. Whether that's about sexual violence or Black Lives Matter, I cannot be quiet anymore. It took me years and years to find my voice, but I just refuse to be quiet about things that we need to address, even things that make people feel uncomfortable. We, We should be uncomfortable about what's going on right now and what's going on with sexual violence loads of things because yeah we should be disturbed this is 2020 and it's shocking that's still taking place
1: yeah 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 well I I, I totally agree with you I mean I uh, I've only recently found my voice as as you very well know mm-hmm. uh through, through a lot of teaching and uh life coaching and 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 for me it's always been kind of accept the success and, and not really vocalize about it and just kind of be at peace and at harmony with, with things. But I realized very much there was an empty spot in my heart there that wasn't allowing me to completely fulfill the obligations of, of, of me being who I am as an individual. And so it's only been recently for me that I've really had a voice around this. And it almost kind of triggered uh, in the same instance as as uh, what you related to with your thirteen year old, my uh, my twenty year old who's been very active in a lot of this uh, current situation that's going on uh, has been out, you know, protesting, and so therefore, you know, it's caused me to kind of take a step back and say, oh my God, you know, I, I instilled a lot of ethics and morals and 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 being of choice into my kids as they grew up, um, you know. I just felt that I was, I, I won't say I was left out, but I almost felt as if, uh, you know, I needed to do something to really kind of help support them. And so that's why I've been, uh, I've been very, very active. But so Madeline, so Madeline, I, I, I tell you, I mean, it, you know, as, as I follow your story, as I read, you know, of all the things that, that you successful and positive things that you've, you've been able to do, um, it's been very encouraging. I mean, and, 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 and certainly, uh, You know, it's been a delight to to really finally connect the dots and be able to to have you on our podcast. So are there words of encouragement, things that, you know, through your life's journey that as you see them today and you were to look back and say, you know, these are the top five or top three things that were really strength providers for me. What? How would you describe those things to, to our listeners?
0: Yeah, I, I would say find your voice. Ironically, it's what we've just been speaking yep, about. You yep, know, but yep. And be very careful who you tell your story with. You know, make, make sure it's somebody that you trust, because I think when we don't speak whatever is inside, whatever trauma or thing that we struggle with, then we really do hold ourselves back in some way. So I think to be listened to, to be heard, and to be believed, there's nothing more powerful than that so so number one is is find your voice and and share whatever you feel that you can't because actually in the very sharing of these difficult and dark spaces is what grew me you know the avoidance kept me in it (laughs) it kept me frustrated with it but sharing it and i don't expect people to speak publicly like i do but but find someone to share your story with and if you can't find someone write your story down i think to stop denying what we already know We know our dark shadows, our dark chapters. We know where we struggle. We know where we get caught. And for me as well, I had to really find a way to connect back into my body because on that night, I was kicked out of my body because the trauma was huge. And I think if I stayed in, I would have really not been here. So I tried to stay as grounded and as connected in as possible. It took me a long time to kind of land back in my body, so to speak. It was like... um, I had a. I was renting a house that had no furniture, and I felt an empty shell for years. So that has always been my journey to get back into my body. So find a way to connect yourself and be grounded, because I think only then can we really make healthier decisions for ourselves. Because when we're out, we're not really making good decisions.
1: Okay. Very well. Very well say, Very well stated. Very well stated. So, so as we begin to wrap up here. Uh, and certainly we've we've enjoyed, you know, the dialogue with you and and really getting a, a better understanding of 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 how you are able to pick up the pieces and, and and begin to move forward, because it's it's a very commendable story. It's a commendable journey that that you've been able to go through, um, certainly worldwide on a global scale. There's a lot of situations out there, as as we've talked about here briefly, that kind of go unheard and sometimes the message just needs to resonate with those to be able to move forward uh i certainly do like you know your your topics there that you you indicated as takeaways <clears throat> sharing your voice is very important um you know i uh, as i as i expressed earlier for me it it, it was uh it took me many, many years. I'm almost 50 years old. I know
0: most You know, it doesn't matter how long it takes. As long as you find it eventually. I didn't start, I mean, I'm nearly 55, so I didn't start speaking out until five, six years ago. So it took me 35 years after my event in my life. So it doesn't matter when you find it, as long as you find it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about totally. time
0: or age. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree with you. And and then the other point is, is, and you alluded to grounding yourself, you know, uh, for me, it became, you know, being humble, being at peace uh, with all of the mistakes that I've done in the past and and trying to uh, set that charter to where not only did I ask myself uh, for forgiveness, but I also had to ask others for forgiveness. But once I got beyond that forgiveness and just started to realize I can't keep apologizing over and over and over again i've just got to kick the high gear and move forward it became very encouraging to be able to move forward in 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 that in that in that instance um so madeline we greatly appreciate you being on our podcast uh we do appreciate you stepping away from your lunch break we yeah, appreciate you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so uh certainly any final remarks that you would like to leave for our listening audience
0: I would say also to listen to what we tell ourselves. You know, for years I had these limiting self-beliefs that I was no good, that it was my fault, that I was stupid. So to bring a bit more kindness to our mind, you know, don't always trust your mind and try to become a better witness, a better uh, detective in your life and just listen to what you really tell yourself. Is it actually true? Because I doubt it. (laughs) A lot of the time it's not so always just ask yourself, how can I be kinder? How can I bring more kindness in? Excellent, excellent, excellent.
1: Well, thank you very much, Madeline. Uh, we appreciate you coming on board. Uh, this is Gregory Proctor. We'd like to sign off for all of our listeners. Madeline, we'd like to say thank you again. We appreciate You're having you on board. And uh, be safe over there in uh, in Scotland. And we will definitely reach out through or should I say reach out to you again through LinkedIn and, uh, and keep this movement going forward. Have a wonderful and blessed day, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. It's Gregory Proctor. Ciao.